This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, April 18th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle, flying solo on today's show. A lot to get into. A big recruiting weekend for the Buckeyes is already paying off. They landed two commits yesterday. We'll start off with that. And then the majority of the show will be talking about the spring game from Saturday. Um, talked about it a lot after the game. I've had a chance to rewatch the game a couple times. So uh, a lot was learned. We'll get into what we learned from the spring game, uh, but let's start off talking some recruiting here. Uh, Buckeyes landed two recruits yesterday, both from the state of Florida. This gives them nine recruits in their 2023 class. This vaults them to the number two class in the country right now. Texas Tech has the number one class. They, they have like 15 commitments in their class. Um, Ohio State cleaning up, doing a great job, particularly in the state of Florida. Four of their nine commits are in, are from the state of Florida including, like I said, the two young men they got yesterday. Corner, Dijon Johnson. I love that name, Dijon Johnson from Tampa. Uh, number 29 corner in the country. He's a four-star prospect, number 265 overall player in the country. Um, very good get there. I bet he'll, his ranking will do nothing but rise. And speaking of a young man whose ranking will do nothing but rise, uh, three-star wide receiver Bryson Rogers was the other young man that committed to Ohio State yesterday. If Brian Hartline wants him, I bet you he ain't going to be a three-star for long. You know, Brian Hartline, um, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, if, you know, if he recruits a wide receiver, he at very least that wide receiver should be a high four-star. I mean, Brian Hartline has proven he uh, is the best at what he does in the country in wide receiver recruiting. Uh, it helps when you have Ryan Day as your head coach and the quarterbacks that he recruits in the type of offense. But uh, Bryson Rogers right now, three-star, um, number 49 wide receiver in the country. Again, you think Brian Hartline thinks he's a number 49 receiver in the country? No, no, much higher. Number 367 overall player in the country. Um, two really good gets there for the Buckeyes. Dijon Johnson and Bryson Rogers. Again, I think you can look for their um, stock to be on the rise here. All right, let's get into what we learned from the spring game. So much that we learned. Um, I tell you what, one thing we learned is that uh, there's a debate on who was the player of the game. Was it Evan Pryor, Jordan Hancock, or Kai Stokes? One thing that is not up for debate, all three of those young men are good at football and will just get better. Love seeing that. I mean, Kai Stokes is a true freshman, should still be in high school right now. He looks like he's going to back up Ronnie Hickman at that free safety spot. Love that. Uh, Jordan Hancock is going to, at the very worst, be the number three corner. He played great. And then Evan Pryor, even though he's going to be the third string tailback, um, you know, you never know that third string tailback might end up being quickly the backup or, or the starter. It, their injuries can happen. Hopefully they don't. Um, because I really like the top two guys of Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams, but Evan Pryor put on a show 
that was good to see. And I thought Mayan Williams, I don't think he's getting enough talk because Evan Pryor, um, you know, played so well and Evan Pryor got more touches. But Mayan Williams, man, he was out there, you know, going against that first team defense and second team defense. And he's he is tough to bring down. So uh, Buckeyes are just loaded all over on offense. But, um, you know, that I love the running backs. Um, some other things that stood out. Um, yeah, I mean, let's get into some other young guys that stood out. You know, I think at the tight end position, you know, it's encouraging to see what we saw from Joe Royer and G. Scott Jr. I mean, both those guys, third-year sophomores, really good to see that. You know, Kate Stover um, was in there early, and they got him out of there. He's going to be that blocking guy. Mitch Rossi's another guy they're going to use that kind of as a fullback, H-back. But uh, Joe Royer looks like a player. G. Scott's looking like a player. G. Scott led, the, you know, the team in receptions with five uh, during the, the spring game. So that was really cool. Those guys are on the rise for sure. Um, you know, Emeka Egbuka, we expected that. We, we knew Emeka Egbuka and, and uh, Marvin Harrison were going to be the number two and three wide receivers on the team. So I thought, you know, those guys, um, Emeka Egbuka had a really good spring game. He really stood out. You know, Marvin Harrison didn't do that much, but, you know, I'm still sky high on Marvin Harrison. I mean, again, unbelievable. You lose two first-round wide receivers, and they're not going to skip a beat. And that's nothing against Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. It's just the way it is. You have Jackson Smith and Jigba. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., Mekak Buka, unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, I know, unfortunately, you know, Julian Fleming was banged up, wasn't able to, to scrimmage. We're not sure why, but Ryan Day did say it was just precautionary, day-to-day, nothing serious. Now, the concern there is, though, Julian Fleming, it's kind of adding up. You know, we all, you know, follow different sports. Like, if you follow the Reds, and hopefully you don't. Hopefully you do not follow the Cincinnati Reds. That is not something you want to do. But I do, and, there, you know, there's a guy really talented for the Reds named Nick Senzel that just can't stay healthy. Um, and it's like one thing – right now Nick Senzel is on the COVID list and tested negative for COVID. It's just a weird uh, MLB protocol. Yeah, tested – did not test positive – tested negative for COVID but is on the COVID list right now. Anyway, he's had a lit- litany of injuries, illnesses, and I'm worried that, you know, that Julian Fleming is, is going down that path. Um, I don't want to say he's been Nick senzel yet, but it's concerning that – you know, Julian Fleming seems to always be banged up. Hopefully he can get over that. And I'm glad it's nothing serious. That's the good news because Julian Fleming's got a lot of talent. And you know you're loaded at wide receiver and Julian Fleming's your number four receiver. So um, the other really disappointing thing, the only injury during the game itself, Julian Fleming didn't, um, wasn't, you know, didn't dress. Or if he did, he didn't play. Um, I think he actually did dress. I think I saw him during warm-ups. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I think he was on the sideline, but just didn't play. But Mitchell Melton, obviously, defensive end, third-year sophomore. Uh, um, we still don't know, but the way he was reacting, the players know. The way he was, you know, he had the, you know, helped to the uh, the training room, to the locker room, and, and he, like, threw his gloves, and he was just – you could tell. It, he didn't have a – he didn't think he sprained a knee, put it that way. And hopefully he, may, hopefully he did. Sometimes players think it's more serious than it is, but usually they know better than anybody. It's their body. And it looked like he had, and it was a non-contact injury. He's holding his knee. And that poor kid was really coming on, um, having a good spring, working as that number two Leo behind Jack Sawyer. We'll get to Jack Sawyer in a moment. Um, and his running mate at uh, at defensive end, that big guy named JT Tuimo. Wow, we'll get to those guys in a second. But we'll find out. Um, you know, Jim Knowles said after the game he wasn't sure. Um, so and they, they keep injuries pretty close to the vest over there. We're not meeting with the coaches this week. They're all recruiting. And doing a good job as we're learning on the recruiting front, number two class in the in the country, as we talked about earlier. But um, yeah, Mitchell Melton, non-contact injury, held his knee. Um, hopefully, he's going to be okay because um, they're going to need him. Um, 
backing up Jack Sawyer. Now, if it is a, if it is serious, a guy that I think is maybe not getting enough pub, who showed a great motor, had a, a good spring game, uh, Caden Curry, another true freshman. You know, I don't think he's going to have a huge role, um, but I think he's going to play. Caden Curry's a guy that helped himself uh, this spring. Coaches like him, just a you know high motor, tough kid, um, gritty. Love and in it, and it's not like he's like some under you know overachiever. He was a, an All American. He played in the All American Bowl, um, and I know some fans were like, "Oh, is he undersized?" I mean, he's six three, two fifty right now. Should still be in high school. Wait, wait till he gets a year with Mick, and he already looks like he's you know he can bull rush. He's quick, and he's just gonna get bigger and stronger. Six three, two fifty for a defensive end. Nothing small about that. I think some people thought maybe he'd be a three tech D tackle is why people were concerned about his size, but. Man, he looks like a young Matt Finkus to me, as I said on the postgame show on um, Saturday. Okay, um, you know, I tell you what, guys. Uh, uh, JT Tuimolau and Jack Sawyer, wow. <laughs> we expected big things out of them. They look, they just look like a two-man wrecking crew out there. I mean, and Zach Harrison looks good to me, and Zach Harrison is going to be the number three defensive end on this team. I mean, he's going to play a lot. All three of those guys are going to play starter snaps, but, man, Jack Sawyer and JT Tumilal started the game, and uh, that that said a lot to me because they were putting their starters out there. I mean, you can tell. I mean, at safety, Josh Proctor was out there, even though he was just out there when they were thudding. He wasn't out there when they were tackling. He's going to be that starting bandit. Um, Court Williams has been banged up, but he'll be – Court Williams will be in the mix there at that bandit. Safety, strong safety, boundary, whatever you want to call it. They call it the bandit. Um, then that adjuster, the free safety. Noel, I love these names from from Jim Knowles, the adjuster. Um, the adjuster will be Ronnie Hickman will be that free safety. And I think Kai Stokes will back him up. And then you got Tanner McAllister uh, at, at uh, slot safety. And I think Cam Martinez will back him up. So I like that group of six safeties right there. Then you still have Andre Turrentine look decent in the spring game. They're going to get Jansen Dunn back at some point. Um, so I like what I'm seeing at safety. The point is, you know, they had the starting safeties out there. And, uh, you know, when they had the starting defensive line out there, JT Tumilau and Jack Sawyer, boy, do they look good. Boy, do they look good. Um, I know people are down on what they saw from Paris Johnson and some, you know, some of the things that happened on the offensive line. Keep in mind, he's going against elite, elite defensive ends, um, and that'll just make him better. And I think people are being a little too hard on Paris Johnson. I think he's going to be just fine. Wait till he gets more practice under his belt. Just now moving back to left tackle. Um, and Justin Fry's just now getting his hands on him. You know, Paris Johnson's got so much talent. Um, if that's the biggest concern for Ohio State entering the season, Paris Johnson at left tackle, it's a, it's going to be a hell of a good season because uh, I think he's going to be more than fine, and I, I, I like the starters overall. Now, I'm concerned about the depth on the O-line. I'm concerned about the depth on the O-line for sure. Um, now, Ryan Day's concerned about it, so if we're not concerned about it, we would be crazy because the head coach is being very clear that, He's concerned about it. And that's not like a typical Ryan Day thing. I mean, he's for a football coach. I think he's pretty honest with the media. He'll tell you, like, if I don't want to talk, he doesn't want to talk about injuries instead of like lying. He'll just say, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about that. And I really respect that about him. He's not really big into, into like telling you, yeah, this is our weakness and whatnot, but he's been clear. I mean, he's concerned about depth on the O-line. So that is a big concern. The second team offensive line just got smoked. I mean, they're so deep on the D-line, but again, I mean, this O-line is not going to face anybody until they get maybe to the postseason. Maybe if they are fortunate enough to play Alabama in the, in the national championship game. And I don't even know if they're going to face a better defensive line like like, like this that they face in practice every day. Um, even Alabama. We'll see. Ohio State could have the best defensive line in the country. If not, it's going to be one of the best. So I get it. I, I get the concerns on the offensive line, especially the depth. And the head coach is saying it's a concern. It's a massive concern. 
Starters, I'm not concerned with, though. Um, you know, they're going to get Josh Fryer back. He's going to be that uh, that top backup. Um, and, and we'll see. You know, maybe a Tegra uh, to Shibola. We'll just call him Tegra. You know what I'm talking about. The, the offensive lineman that's coming as a true freshman this year from Lakota, Lakota West. Um, he looked good in the All-American game, and he's a massive man. Now, it's going to be tough for him coming in in June to play a lot as a true freshman in the offensive line, as we all know. That's going to be tough to do. Be different if he enrolled early, but at least that'll give them more depth up there when that big guy enrolls. It's like six five, like two forty, six six, two forty. I mean, he's just he, he's what you want out of, out of a tackle. But he's gonna he's still young. But I think I think Paris Johnson and uh, Dewan Jones are gonna be good. Not just more than not just fine, decent. I think they're gonna be good at, at tackle this year. And I like the interior guys. I think um, Donovan Jackson's a star on the rise. Luke Whipler, student of the game. I'll, Luke Whipler like says, and he's not just saying this to sound good to the media. Luke Whipler says his hobbies are working out and watching film. And again, he's not saying that to sound. That sounds good. Something you'd say to the media to sound good, right? Oh, look at this guy. He's being totally serious. Like when you, you know, talk to his teammates, talk to his coaches, they're like, yeah, that's him. Uh, I love that. The center is the quarterback of the offensive line and he's just going to get better. He was a red shirt freshman last year. Keep in mind. So um, if he stays all four years, he'll be, or five years within his case, he'll be a four year starter at center. Um, and I don't think he's going to be an early entry guy, but I think he's a hell of a college player. He's only going to get better. Had his ups and downs, of course, as a redshirt freshman, true, you know, first-year starter. But I think now as a third-year player, you're starting under his belt. Luke Whippler's going to be good. I love Matt Jones being a – Matt Jones being a uh, full-time starter for the first time as a fifth-year senior. Kid out of Brooklyn, waited his turn. Same high school as Curtis Samuel, Erasmus Hall. And finally, as a fifth-year senior, kid that's played well the last two years, Matt Jones. It was, I think we forget was a big time recruit. Wasn't a five star, but was a very high four star. It was like the number two center. He was a, listed as a center in the recruiting rankings and like top 50 overall recruit in the country, Matt Jones. And now as a fifth year senior, um, he's a starter. So, uh, you know, we'll see. What else do we want to get into here? I, you know, I thought a couple of uh, veterans that we don't really talk about much on the D line. That's how deep they are on the D line. Jaden McKenzie at defensive tackle, I thought looked pretty good as I rewatched the game. And I, even live, watching it from the moon. The press box, you have the the view of the moon from the from the moon when you're in Ohio State's press box. It's like above sea deck, as you guys know. It's not a not a great view. I see the game much better on TV. But I digress. I thought Jaden McKenzie looked good. <laughs> He's a third team D tackle. He's a fourth year junior, and he looks good. Third team. Maybe fourth team. I don't. I mean, he, he's he might be a fourth team D tackle. I'd have to. I mean, he's probably yeah the sixth or seventh D tackle. So right there floating in the third team or fourth team, and he looks good. Um, Noah Potter. Noah Potter looked pretty good to me. He was a guy that I kind of wrote off at a you know, and not just because of that serious. You know, he had a real serious eye injury. Almost lost his eye. Uh, you know, had a you know detached retina. Goodness gracious. Um, thank goodness he's okay now. He's he's fine now. Um, but um, he looked good out there. Another fourth year junior. Guy that can add depth there. So a lot of good stuff there. I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about a lot of this stuff. I'm going to do a written version of what we learned for the site on Bucknut. So you guys can check that out. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let's see if uh, we'll get to some quick questions here before I wrap up the show. We'll go through, we have some comments and some questions. Yeah, good. I love all the loyal, loyal listeners here and viewers. There we go. Yeah, what's with the snow? It's not snowing here in the capital city, but it's we're hearing it might. It's raining. It's like 40. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Um, all right. Do we have any questions we want to get to? We got some comments. Okay, here we go. 
Ohio State will win the Natty this year, Evan says. I think we would all be down with that. I think we would all be down with that. Good morning, Sue. Yeah, more uh, more national championship talk. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, David is cutting to the chase here. Yeah, I talked about this a little bit. How concerned am I with this offensive line? They seem to be exposed a few times in pass pro. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line got the better of them. It is a concern depth-wise. Again, I like the starters. You know, am I – you know, I think people are freaking out a little bit. Not saying you are, but, you know, some posters on Bucknuts <laughs> on our message board, our lively front-row message board. Um, you know, there's a thread about Paris on there. I mean, he's going against elite defensive ends. We'll see. I think Paris Johnson will be a good left tackle this year for the Buckeyes. Is he going to be the number one – Tackling the country like we all thought, like when he was coming out of high school as a junior this year? Probably not, but I think, you know, that probably means he's going to come back as a senior, so that's not the worst thing in the world. He's going to be good this year. Paris Johnson will be good, in my opinion. If I'm wrong, you guys can skewer me. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Brian Hartline always sees a diamond in the rough. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, it's called, yeah, some positive comments here. Spider Sillery says the Buckeyes looked awesome in the spring game. Yeah, Kai Stokes, a lot of Kai Stokes love. A lot of Kai Stokes love here. I like it, including from yours truly. I'm, I'm, I'm also engaged in that uh, that Kai Stokes love. How do I think G. Scott blocked, Spider wants to know. I thought he blocked well. I think, you know, when you go back and watch, he held up. Um, more than held up, you know. He, uh, he looked good. I mean, there was one time, you know, I thought – Tanner McAllister and him had a nice little collision. That showed that Tanner McAllister, you know, can go up against a, a bigger guy and hold his own too. But, you know, I thought – and that's the thing with G. They don't need him to be like Luke Farrell as a blocker, but they need him to be like – he needs to be able to get the job done. And I think he can. He's a strong, physical, tough kid, plays on special teams, not afraid to get his nose in there. I thought G. Scott looked at least serviceable, maybe better than that as a blocker, and looked really good as a receiver. Um, so – yeah, I think that was encouraging both Joy Royer and uh, NG Scott. Who do I think needs to step up on defense? Well, I tell you what, I mean, everybody. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I mean, everybody needs to step up on defense. But, you know, linebackers, I think, is is the one area. And I'm, I'm bullish on the linebackers. I like that Jim Knowles also is the one that uh, isn't just, you know, the one that uh, coaches the entire defense, but, um, you know, that he – is also the linebackers coach floating back in here between the uh, the ticker and some of your questions here. So who needs to step up on defense? You know, Steel Chambers needs to be what we think he's going to be. You know, Tommy Eichenberg, they need more depth there. C.J. Hicks going to be a guy that can get in there. Chip Trainum didn't have that good of a spring game, got lost a couple times in coverage, but I think overall has been had a solid spring. He'll, he'll add some good depth there. Look at Cody Simon back. Reed Carrico is going to be in there. Is that Sam? We'll see about EA Nato Teote. Um, he's kind of, you know, we'll see. It's kind of been a lot of hype and uh, not a lot of sizzle yet, or a lot of sizzle, no steak, I should say, but we'll see. You know, he's got a lot of talent, but I think Reed Carrico is a guy that's going to be in there. Um, so those are a few guys I think need to step up on defense. Um, but again, man, I mean, they had the number 59 total defense in the country last year, and they didn't even face that many good offenses. So the entire defense needs to step up, and I think that it will. I think that it will. All right, yeah, Sue, Sue says it's snowing in Toledo. Oh, snowing in Dayton. Well, it's coming our way. If it's snowing in Dayton, that means it's going to be coming right to Columbus, coming right down, as Steve Wilfong likes to say, coming right down I-70 from Dayton right to Columbus. He would say from Indianapolis to Dayton right to, right to Columbus. So Steve Wilfong is an Indianapolis boy. 
We don't. We do not need snow in mid-April. It's getting to be late April. Not even mid-April. It's technically mid-April. It's getting to be late April, and it's snowing in the great state of Ohio. Um, yeah. Should we expect Tanner McAllister to start? You're saying the Oklahoma portal? Yeah, Oklahoma State. Scott wants to know. Yeah, absolutely. Tanner McAllister is going to start. No doubt about it. Tanner McAllister will start at slot safety, and you can expect Cam Martinez to back him up. Brian has a question. What's going on with Kate Stover? Didn't see him play Saturday. You know, I didn't think he played either when I was watching from the moon in the press box. But then when I rewatched the game, he was out there to start the game. They just got him out of there quickly. He was out there for a little bit when they were thudding up. Not, not, wasn't out there very much. But um, yeah, so, um, all right. Last thing here. Let's last, last question I'm going to get to, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Where goes one wants to know, what is my biggest concern for the season? I mean, it has to be depth on the offensive line, you know? I, I mean, and even if Ryan Day didn't say it, you know, I would that would be my biggest concern, but that just puts it over the top for me. I mean, you can see that depth is not where they want it to be. Second-team offensive line, just not good. Not good. Not They don't have the depth they had last year where they're bringing guys like Matt Jones off the bench, you know, um, having to find roles for, like, you know, moving guys around. Matt Jones was, like, the sixth man, and they liked Josh Fryer last year. He, he couldn't even get on the field when he, even though he was healthy last year as a redshirt freshman because um, they were so deep. So Ryan Day saying it's a big concern of his, the biggest concern. I mean, that's just – that's got to be it. And then if I'm wrong and, you know, let's say Paris Johnson Jr. doesn't play well, I think he will, then depth becomes a big concern because then you can throw what I said about, oh, the starters are going to be fine if they stay healthy. Don't worry about it. It's just the depth that's the concern. Well, all of a sudden, if a, and not just Paris, what if another starter, you know, struggles or Paris is good, but another st- starter struggles, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, maybe get Josh Fryer in, in there, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, depth on the offensive line is a concern because last year they were not able to run the ball in short yardage, you know, fourth and one, third and one goal line. They just could not get the job done. They have to be able to do that. Those should be gimmies for Ohio State. I don't care who they're playing, but these running backs and, the talent they have in this offensive line, five stars and four stars all up and down this offensive line. Um, as far as the starters, they got, you know, two five stars and uh, three four stars. I mean, I guess Dewan Jones was a three star, but I mean, my gosh, I mean, <laughs> they re-ranked him. He wouldn't be a three star. Um, the talent is there. And I think Justin Fry was a good hire, very good hire. I think he's going to coach him up, but the proof will be in the pudding and, and we'll find out. I mean, Notre Dame is going to bring the noise and make them prove it week one. I do think that's going to be a very tough game for Notre Dame, but. Like I said in the postgame show, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think Ohio State will win handedly, comfortably, like they have all four games uh, in my lifetime when Ohio State's played Notre Dame. You know, we're talking 95, 96, 05, 2015. So I think it's going to be like that where it's not a blowout, but Ohio State wins comfortably. But we'll see. The defense, um, you know, obviously needs to step up, but I still think I think the defense will be good. Depth on the offensive line is my biggest concern. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys joining me. Get on Buck Nuts. I'm going to have a written version of what we learned from the spring game. You guys can check that out. Um, check out all the other stuff we have. Huge recruiting weekend, like I mentioned. Buckeyes now with the number two class in the country in the 2023 class. They're just killing it in the state of Florida. So uh, really appreciate you guys joining me on the show as always. If you like the show, like, subscribe. Give us a five-star review depending on what, uh, you know, uh, where you're watching or listening to the podcast. Uh, really appreciate you guys for tuning in and uh, hope everyone has a great day.
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.